the strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 190, recorded September 7th, 2023. My name is Joe Becker, one half of the KyberCast team. The other half with me as always. Michael Diaz. Michael How's Diaz. Going, Joe? It's a huge day. Uh, it's not a sports podcast, but it's the only day of hope for if you're a Lions fan. You have your first game and then <laughs> it goes away. But uh there's still hope until the end of this game. There's still hope to the end of this game. But more importantly, we've missed, not missed, we haven't talked about Ahsoka in two episodes. We have two good episodes to talk about, I think. We'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, so it's been good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. I had a fantastic Labor Day weekend. Did you? I did. Parents came down. I thought I, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, I went to an uh, impromptu concert, at, not with my parents, my wife and I did. Um, it's not a huge band, but Train, something nice to listen to. It was actually a very fun concert. Um, I respect Train because they are one of the rarest of rare things, which is they're a two-hit wonder. <laughs> actually, they're more like five. I knew five songs. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I think you only called two of them hidden hints. Yeah, I don't know, but they were good. Uh, yeah. They they would play other. They had a couple of covers that were good, and it was just, they got the crowd going. The place was sold out. It was nice. It was fun. Seventy nine degrees at night, outside stadium. It was just a fun, fun night. How'd you score that? Um, well, they were twenty bucks. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> Ten bucks a hit. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, we got five hits out of them. Plus, they did some Tom Petty songs. That's a hit. They did uh, your favorite band. They did a cover of Hotel California. That's your favorite band. Fuck the Eagles. And, of course, they did uh, some Jimmy Buffett, you know, but no Smash Mouth. You know, it's sad that he died. Let me just say that. But also. (laughs) Here goes Michael. Sad he died, but fuck that guy. No, 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 no. It's sad that he died. There are people that were very upset by that. I'm just going to say that I I learned the day he died that he was still alive. So, was. Oh, you thought he was already dead? Yeah, I was like, oh, I thought he was dead already. So now, I have to admit, I thought Bob Barker died a while ago, but he just died in the last couple of weeks, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to throw any shade. I just I was like, oh. I mean, Bob Barker's death, he was like a perfect Price is Right price he was 99 he did not go over he did not go over <laughs> you know what a very small subset of our listeners will even understand that joke well let them look it up then of care. a certain age of a certain age other than that it's been a good good weekend did a ghost Ooh. tour oh nice good slasher stories about charleston we uh we went out of town not for long. Well, we had we had the MSU game. I'm a lifelong MSU fan. We did that, that wasn't a game. Night. The first games are not games. Those are those are exhibition football games. Well, <laughs> maybe for Mich- state, but for Michigan, I was like, I'm not wasting my I'm not wasting five minutes watching that game. 
Well, I have season tickets, so I was there. Yeah. And uh, their first half, they tried to not make it an exhibition game. <laughs> but then uh, Saturday, we spent some time with some friends, and then uh, we went up to Ludington, Michigan. Saturday. Little beer? Did you, get to the, did you go to the brewery? Nah. 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 All right. We had a good time. Well, let's get into the news, man. Let's get into this podcast since it's not a sports cast. Um, but uh, yeah, jump into the news, Michael. Well, by the time you're listening, you all already have known, but as we record this, tonight is the season premiere, season four premiere, two episodes of Star Trek Lower Decks, which... What a shame that I have to watch the Lions game and miss that. That's really... I guess I'll have to try it. <laughs> you're not watching it. You watch the first season, you're done. Not that yeah. I'm much better. I think I only made it through... Uh, I made it through four episodes of season two, and I was just like, I need to get back to it. And but I it's not driving it. you hard enough to like jump on it. Well, I'll cover this more. Well, I'll cover it in our All right. this week. But I have started watching again. I'll say that much. All right. Well, good for you. I have not um, and won't. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a musical in there somewhere, too, that I won't. Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't watched. <laughs> right. It's terrible. Right, right, right. What about some more good news about the strike? Anything there? Well, I don't think this is good news because I, in particular, was really looking forward. As predicted. As predicted. Oh, yeah. We all knew this was going to happen. I think we heard rumblings of this weeks ago. I didn't want it to happen. But, yeah, Dune Part 2 has been delayed until March 2024. It was supposed to come out this November. Um, so, what, like six to eight weeks away? They're just Tough trying shit. to it's just helping the theaters out, right? Like, you know, they've already been through a lot. So, you know, they can't live off Barbie and Oppenheimer the rest of the year, I suppose. <laughs> but, uh, right. You know, Oppenheimer is the third gross, highest grossing movie of the year behind Mario Brothers and Barbie. No sequels. No sequel movies have cracked. Well, that's fantastic. Movie. In fact, uh, I did read an article about that, about like some of the like Indiana Jones, it tanked. Uh, Transformers Beast Wars was its lowest Transformers opening ever, which is impossible. Yeah. I, I guess I people... see that. There was hype, but I guess I just, I just blocked it on my head. Didn't go see it. Like I just didn't even think about it. Here's the thing with me and Mission Impossible films. I have never seen, I don't think I've seen any of them in the theater. Like not a one, maybe. I don't know. Which one is the one where he runs away from his feelings? Yeah, that's all of them. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's about his hair length is what you have to go by the movie. Which what, What's his hair length? I Whatever which one. Was it the third one? Fourth one? I don't know. Whatever one where he's on the Burj Dubai. And, Isn't that your J.J. Abrams guy one? Isn't that your favorite director did that one? Oh, shut up. I'm serious. I don't like J.J. Abrams. No, I know. But I mean the MI3. I think didn't he do that one? I think so, yes. I don't know if that's the one I saw in the theater. I think I think I've seen one in the theaters, one of them. Not eh, maybe I saw. And the point is, every time I watch them, I don't. I forget that they're actually all interrelated and they're telling a uh, cohesive story of some sort. Mm. Then because I, I I'm like it's not very good cohesive story. There's good mystery and stuff in it. Who's doing I mean, like, mass like each planet. each movie is fine by itself, but like. When they refer to stuff that happened in a previous film, I was like, "Like, if that wasn't part of the action, I have no idea what the hell they're talking about. 
Right. Like apparently like Bridget Moynihan's in several of these films and was his wife and then wasn't his wife. I don't know what that was going on. I didn't see this one in the theater. Uh, I probably won't see any of them in the theater. But I bought the last box set for when I was like super cheap because I'm like, I'm going to watch these at some point. Michael is so funny. <laughs> Your funny so, is like, I'm not going to spend money unless it's a threshold and I'm just going to buy it whether I want it or not. It's well, really, like, really bizarre to me. It's like, I would rather spend money on something I know I want than like wait for something that's cheap. Like, I don't even know if I want it, but you know what's so cheap? I have to buy it. It's not so cheap that I have to buy it. I, I do have it. kind of was. Shit. But no, I was like, I'm going to watch these. But, Damn it, there's no blockbuster for me to rent them all at once. I'm, to be fair, I think I got them for like a song. I think I got like, the, before this one came out, there were like five of them or some shit. All I know is I, I think I got them for like 20 bucks top. So like whatever it cost is less than what it cost me and, and Shaley to go see one film. I got them all on, you know, Blu-ray, 4K, whatever shit. So whatever. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, there's no movies. Coming out this year, the rest of the year, they're going to start pushing them. I mean, there'll be movies, obviously, but they're they're trying to put their tent poles uh, for twenty twenty four to make that money for the theaters and try to tell their um, try to tell their audiences that uh, you know twenty twenty four is the year. I suppose there is a movie coming out in November, but I'm is it the Marvels? No, well that that one's definitely coming out. Yeah, the Marvels, nice. No, actually, I was trying to do a segue into this next bit about the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, ah, the Hunger Games prequel movie that's coming out November seventeenth. Uh, they they released some character posters, so obviously the film is about done. Um, I mean, I'm assuming it's, it, they're probably you know how these things go now. They edit them right to the last minute. Because then it's a digital file that the uh, movie theater's got to download. So they work on them. It's the last absolute second. But anyway. Are you going to see it? I don't know. Only I, have, I don't think I'm going to go pay that for the theater. I don't know. Because uh, I love the books. And I love the, well. Did you read this prequel book? <laughs> Here's the problem. I started it. I set it down. I was like, no. <laughs> we think the movie's going to be better? Well, the book wasn't terrible. So I went into it. Okay. Yeah, but the fact is you got it. You sought it out. You started. You opened it. But you're reading like 50 other books over that now. Pretty much. Because <laughs> so I I put it on my hold list for the library digitally. And I wasn't ready for it. And it said, oh, your book's ready. So I was like, shit, I guess I got to read this. So I, I was trying to read that. I was trying to finish the Anthony Bourdain book earlier this year. I finished that. And then I was like, oh, it's, it's due back. I'm like, I haven't even hardly read it yet. Like I got like 20, 30 pages into it. So then I put my Kindle into airplane mode and it's still on there. I just. Uh, You're depriving people of that. No, because it, it still goes back. People can still get it out, but they just can't take it off my Kindle when I put it in airplane mode. Mm. Not stopping it. Don't they know that though? Don't they like say like if you keep it on there, if we can't get it within a certain amount of time, you get a fine. No. Okay. For now. Well, for now. <laughs> All that to say, it wasn't terrible. I was just, I was like, I was, I don't have time for this. I'll get to <laughs> I don't it. Have time. Well, it's like I said, I was trying to finish other books, and then yeah, yeah then other physical books started showing up. I have 
too long of a list of books coming. You got a, you, you got a pamphlet from the Mormons that came in. <laughs> no, I definitely did not read that. <laughs> no, but I mean, it took precedent. Like, ah, I no, guess I'll, no. I'll read this first. I'm in the bathroom for a few minutes. I'll just read this pamphlet before I get. <laughs> <laughs> it's just there are books that come up. I'm like, oh, I really want to read that. Like after reading the Bourdain book, because it took me so long, I wanted to. I wanted something light. And that's when I read Mickey Seven. You've, but you've never read like the Thrawn books, right? I've started the first one. I think I'm like, significantly into well, it. Which first one? Heir to the Empire? Like the original first one? Or no, the like rebooted. The, they're not rebooted. There's no well, reboot. It's not, well, it is basically a reboot because... No. The legend stuff maybe didn't happen. Probably didn't happen. No, it didn't, if you listen to... It was funny. Uh, it's part of my geek this week, but... There's some serious stuff from the Disney side, like um, there's actually a line in Rebels where Ahsoka says, just because it's a legend doesn't mean it didn't happen. Right. And it's from, like, I believe that's how they approach all of that. Yeah. But Heir to the Empire, that whole story did not happen. But I just told you it did. And you're seeing it, it come, come, okay, we'll see. It didn't. Now they've taken the character and brought and brought him back in, kind of like a soft reboot. With what they did three novels, and then they did. Yeah, but that more. wasn't around. The novels aren't around the time of *Heir to the Empire*. Correct, because they went back so, to tell his story. Yeah, so it's not a reboot yet. It says origin. What's a soft reboot? Because they want to use a character, but they can't tell that same story. We don't know if they won't tell the same story. We don't know that yet. Gonna, are you telling me Luke and Leia are going to show up, and then someone's going to drop a planet on Chewie or something, or does that even happen here? I don't know. I'm just saying. No, a, um, no, that was a different book. But um, I, you know what? I would not. I, I say there's going to be a faction of that book in there. I do. I think we might, might see Luke come back. We'll see. In the big movie part, when it becomes a movie, you might. Are they going to bring Bucky Barnes over? I will have to Dan, know. I will face? have to know. No, they'll just do CGI. Fuck, they just did a whole freaking Indiana Jones movie. The hell got good that worked out. <laughs> they, listen, that was actually a good movie. We both it was fine. It. it was fun. But like it wasn't. It. it wasn't. No, it was good. Uh, but it's. I can understand why it didn't do well. Well. Put it that way. We're old and we're the target audience. No, I just think it's, it's just not an IP that's. Yeah, I don't know. Well, two movies, two movies in the last thirty years. It's not like it, it was really. It, it wasn't something that every generation is like. Oh my God! Finally, they're bringing another one out. Right. Anyway, uh, all that to say, I don't know if I'm going to see uh, songbirds and snakes in the theater. We'll see. <laughs> Probably not. All right, let's move on. Uh, the Gen V Red Band trailer came out. Series premieres on September 29th. This is, for those of you not in the know, a spinoff of The Boys. Gen V takes place in at a university setting where basically they get to have young people with powers and be super violent and do awful things. Did you watch the trailer at all, Joe? I did not watch the trailer. Uh, it looks like The Boys except younger people. <laughs> well, like, Do we need it though? I don't know if we need it, but I'll I'll check it out. I mean, I, I don't watch the boys. Was it New Mutants that came out? That oh, was a bunch God. of young, and, th- and that was terrible. Yeah, that was terrible. But they tried to turn it into a horror movie, and that was like yeah. one of the last things. Like where twentieth uh, or Fox was just like, we don't give a shit anymore. We're going to sell them this, so whatever. Yeah, 
They didn't care. Try something. I haven't seen it. I heard as a horror I movie. It, but I, I forgot all about it. How's that? I did see it, but I That's can't remember good. anything. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing memorable other than like, eh. So do we need this? I don't know. I'll check it out. I mean, it goes something back to something that I think both of you, both you and I both say. Do we need it? No, we don't need any of this stuff. But if the writing is good and if the characters are interesting, yeah, I'll check it out. Right. Do we need this next thing? Do we need Leave Schreiber coming back as Sabretooth? That's the rumor. What do you think? Do we need him? No, but it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Did you? So that's uh, he was in Wolverine X Men Origins Wolverine, right? Is that what the name Correct. of that one was? Yes. Um, which was an okay movie. I didn't hate it. Eh, I didn't love I it, but I don't know much about the comic if it's based off you know, some actual original comic. I didn't understand the bone thing, but I guess that's what it was, right? It was their bones. It was not, you weren't, he wasn't born with uh, animantium or whatever it's called. No, he had it fused onto a skeleton. And that was, that was a reveal that came in the comics, like in the nineties. There is a, some, I think it was called fatal attractions or something like that. And Magneto pulls the adamantium off of him. And then you're like, holy shit, he, he's Wolverine. What the hell is he going to do now? And then the next issue, his claws come out. And you're like, what? They're bone? Everyone assumed they were just mechanical claws that were embedded when he went through the whole process. So, uh-huh. so yeah. <clears throat> I, I'll say this about, you know, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Um, the There's first five. in there, right? Oh, shut up. <laughs> That's the thing. Ryan Reynolds, when he's in the beginning and he's just Wade Wilson. He's great. He's good, but he's, he's only in it for now. a couple minutes. Yeah. Right. That whole first five minutes, or maybe even 15, whatever it is, where the team goes in, they do the wet work. But then it when it shows Sabretooth and Wolverine over the past hundred years, all the wars they were in and stuff, that was better than the whole rest of the film. I agree. Like, I want to see that story. Yeah. Let let's see Sabretooth and Wolverine as soldiers during D Day. Right. I want to see that. The rest of the movie was eh. Yeah. Well, Leave could be back as Sabretooth, his bro. His bro. Does that mean we're gonna get Will I Am back as well? I don't know. Wasn't what's um who's the card guy was in there too, right? Gambit and I he was played by someone that is a bigger star now. I can't remember who it is, but yeah. Rumor. There's, there's, I've heard rumors too. Not as strong a rumor as this one, but again, they're all rumors that maybe magic Mike himself might be showing up as Gambit in this film. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Channing Tatum. Yeah. He was supposed to be in the Gambit movie before Fox sold off to Disney. And obviously that has gone nowhere. So I've heard that rumor as well, but this well, one seems that to be a rumor. rumor. That, that one hasn't floated back around. I remember that being an early rumor. Right. But we'll Deadpool's see. on hold anyway, so it doesn't matter. You know what? Because it's on hold and because, you know, the actors can't work on it or do anything, they got nothing but time. When they finally sit down. They and can't write either. Well, they can't, well, they can come up with ideas, right? Right. But they can't write them down. Correct. Can you type them down? I don't know. <laughs> you can't officially put them into a script. No, no, but you can put an outline, right? I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. Well, what are the rules? We don't know. We don't know. 
But we don't know. Who can, anything and everything could change by the time they actually start filming again and the movie comes out. Let's right. See. All right. Well, let's keep this moving. Um, Geeks this week. Well, mine mine's pretty simple. Uh, we just finished Rebels season two now. So Michelle's trying to catch up. to. So she doesn't want to watch Ahsoka now until uh, she watches all of Rebels. So she's catching up on that. And I'll rewatch it with her. Um, I'm rewatching it with her. But uh, in fact, she's uh, watching season three right now as we speak. She's like, you want me to wait? I'm like, no, I'll catch up. I know it. I've seen him twice already. So this will be the third time of me watching it. Uh, but it's really cool. Like uh, the end of season two, you didn't watch these. So uh, the end of season two is really good where, they, where Maul comes back. And his arc is really sweet in that. Um, there's this feeble old guy, the, the old master, and he tricks Ezra and he becomes, you know, he's this looking for a Sith holocron. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, he's good. No, Rebels, he is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome in Rebels. So yeah, she started season three right now, and there's only four seasons, so we're trying to rip through those. And you got to remember, like, so there's like 22 episodes per season. Like, it's not, they, they put them out there. It's not like now we're like, you get 10 Bad Batch episodes. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, 22 episodes. That's a lot of Rebels. Yeah. Yeah, like 15 the first season, then 21 and or 22, and then 22 and 22, I believe. Damn. So almost a, that's wow, that's about 80 episodes. I sounds interesting. It's I'll, good. I'll, it's good I'll watch stuff. it right after Daredevil season. Uh, I'm sure you will. Um, so yeah, that and uh, a little bit of Lord of the Rings, not much this time, but I kind of put that down for a bit. So there we go. That's mine. Well, uh, since we last recorded, I finished Lightbringer by Pierce Brown. It is the sixth book in the Red Rising series. It was a long book, and that means I've done back-to-back tomes. Uh, The thing is, the last tome I read, Under a Sea of Stars, that one was a struggle. I finally finished, but this one, I tore through it pretty well. This one was a joy to read. Fantastic book. Ends on a cliffhanger. I can't wait for book seven. I have to, because I don't think it's coming out for at least a year yet, but Excellent. If you've read any of the Red Rising books, I, I can, they're just fantastic. You should read them. They're so good. Um, and then I went on from that and I said, you know what? I'm, I'm taking a break from reading these six, seven, 800 page books. I need, I need a breather. I need a, I don't know, some kind of palate cleanser. <laughs> so I read Everything I Found at the Beach by Simon Jones. He is known for, he writes novellas. I don't think anything he writes is more, usually more than a two to 250 some odd pages. Um, It's bleak. I'll just say that if you want to read something where nothing happy ever happens. Oh, please let me jump on that. It's a very dire ending. Read anything by Simon Jones. All right. Well, most anything I'll just say that because so far I've read three of his books and they're all like, I finish it late at night, Shaley sleeping. I'm like, I'm just supposed to go to bed now? I'm bummed out. This is terrible. Anyway, to lift my spirits, though, I did jump back into Star Trek Lower Decks. I realized I'd only seen through the four episodes of uh, Season 2. And as we mentioned, Season 4 is now out. Um, Those are only about 10 episodes a season. So I tore through Episodes 5 through 8 just last night. They're only half an hour. So I will probably be finishing up season two here uh, tonight, most likely. And then I'll get through season three and then jump on to season four. And you're happy? 
These are good. These are keeping you rolling with the Star Trek world. You know, so I admit, I really, I actually quite liked the the crossover episode with Strange New Worlds. Um, I, I accept this show for what it is. It's yes, there's yelling. There's lots of people yelling, and I know that's kind of the trend with animation nowadays. But not only does it have inside jokes as far as Star Trek goes, it has a lot of reference as well. I mean, Boimler loves all the classics. Yeah, stuff. Is that so, good storytelling? Just talking about references? Because if you watch no, Rebels, they don't go along saying, well, Obi-Wan was this, and then, then there's a little thing, and they get, they, just, they tell a story. Yeah, they're telling a story. It's it's funny. I don't, uh, it's not, it's not Mario Brothers, where it's just, you know, references to other Mario shit, right? And yep, that makes a million, a billion dollars. Um, I didn't even watch that movie, so I couldn't tell you if that was good or bad. But Lower Decks, I don't know, it's, you, all I can say is that it's written and created by a Trekkie. He's obviously a Trekkie. He loves it. He has, but he doesn't mean he's not afraid to poke fun at some of the things. And that's what they do. So it's, it's really a show for Trekkies by Trekkies. Um, if you love Star Trek and aren't too overly serious about it, it's a fun show. I enjoy it. I'm, I, I didn't realize how much I enjoyed it until... I watched, like I said, those four episodes in the last couple of days, and I was like, why did I stop watching this? This is just stupid fun. Got it. So I guess that's it. If you go into expecting stupid fun, you'll enjoy it. It's not, it's not Strange New Worlds. It's not third season of Picard. It's not meant to be. You know what is stupid fun, though? A Patreon page. Is it stupid it's, fun? It's stupid fun for us. If you want to go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash kybercast and give us some of that stupid money, that would be awesome. <laughs> just stupid wanna, money. No, I mean, it's, seriously, if you want to help out the show, check out patreon.com slash kybercast. Um, I want to jump into Ahsoka because there's a lot to talk about, I think, between two episodes. Um, with the third one, Time to Fly, and part four, Fallen Jedi. Uh, the last we were with our heroes, um, we were just getting basically started. A lot of exposition. Uh, seems to me that episodes three and four start to move the story forward. Episode three, you get a lot of the training um, for Sabine and their kind of um, dynamic between the two. And I think I, I enjoy the episode. What, 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 what did you think? Um, we'll go into three. I liked three. It was, I think it's the shortest of the episodes we've seen so far. It was, it was like what, 20 minutes, 24 minutes or something. It's not very long. Um, I liked it because, okay. The first two episodes were fine. Okay. I didn't watch rebels, but from what I understand, even on rebels, Ahsoka and Sabine really didn't have a lot of screen time together. They did not. Correct. So a lot has happened since Rebels. I mean, Rebels takes place before before um, the Battle of Yavin, correct? correct? Yeah, I think four or five years before, something like that. Right. So that happens well before Yavin, and now this is at least five or more years since the end of the war. And obviously the Rebels won, and there's the New Republic, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of time that's unaccounted for as far as what was Ahsoka doing? What was Sabine doing? Obviously, they had a relationship of sorts. And Ahsoka and Sabine, you know, she was the Padawan and the Master, blah, blah, blah. But because we haven't seen any of that stuff, 
and because they didn't have a lot of interaction in Rebels, the first two episodes had a lot of telling us about their relationship instead of showing us. So I liked this third episode more because it it allowed the characters to be the characters they are, but also show the dynamic of their relationship a bit better. For example, um, at when they're taking on the uh, the two squadrons of two ships each, that was a funny reference. Like two squadrons or three each or however many ships there were, um, and they're fighting these ships. You know, Sabine jumps in the back, gets in the tail gun, and starts fighting. And instead of it starts off where Soka's telling her what to do, but it shifts to asking her what she needs. What can Ahsoka do to best help Sabine? And once they get to that part and they start working together, it's fantastic. And it's like I said, it's more of showing their relationship and their interaction instead of right. telling. And I always prefer showing to telling. And this was a setup episode, right? Like this to set up to four. It's almost like a cliffhanger, but not quite. There's because technically there's a cliffhanger at the end of um, episode four. But it was the setup of you've got this thing that's out there in Cedos, I think the planet is Cedos, Cedos, something like that, where yep, it's something, Cedos. Yep. something happens and they, they're going to try and figure it out. And they figure out this, this, this map to this hyperspace that leads to Thrawn. So now that's the MacGuffin. We got to chase it. We got to get there, disrupt that. At the same time, you've got now, you got the politics again of the Republic won't act. Yet Sindula who goes and says, we need to take care of this. And like, we just, we don't believe you. So now she's a rebel again, as you'll see later on in episode four, once a rebel, always a rebel takes off and does her thing. But you're, they're they're planting the seeds of each character's motivation, so to speak. Um, and then you've got the great. I, I, I'm really digging David Tennant in this with, um, yeah, uh, yeah, who's basically almost Kenobi like in a way, because you two are better together. You're you know you're not, they're not listening to this droid. Um, but uh, now, granted, the first three episodes we haven't seen a ton ton of action. We've seen some good things, but not a ton of this or that. We've a little bit of space battle here and there. Um, but episode three was a very big setup of, of teaching you what the ISION is, how it's going to help them get to, um, uh, how they're going to try and get to Thrawn through this hyper jump ring. You've got the Inquisitors, which everybody was talking about Merrick. Oh, who's Merrick? Who's this? You know, now if, if you, <clears throat> if you, as I'm reading Lord of the Rings, this will mean nothing to you, Michael, but there's a thing called the Nazgul, which are the, the basically the dead kings that are chasing, trying to find the ring. And they're kind of vapor, vaporless armor. And uh, we find out that's basically what this particular, what Merrick was. But everybody's trying to think, you know, that was like, who's Merrick? Was, is this a fallen Jedi? Is it, it's just, as we found out in episode four, he's a product of the witches, maybe. Oh, definitely the witches, um, yeah. which is funny because, you know, before episode four, um, even with episode three, people are like, who is he? Like, right. is it is that Ezra in there? Has Ezra turned to the dark side? Is that who's in there? It's so who's much better that it's nothing. Yes. Much like how in The Last Jedi, even though it's not a great movie, it was so much better that Rey came from nobody. 
That's a different thing, but I don't know if that was good or not. Sometimes nothing's better. Sometimes nothing's better. Um, but I th- I think that episode three, since it was so quick, it was like, well, wait a minute, it's done. You're ending on hunt them down, and you're just like getting close on to like, Balin's face, and you're like, oh no, it's gonna go to the black. It's gonna go. Damn it, it went to black. <laughs> like you just you knew by the shot. You're just like, wait a minute, this setup. Yep. So, so I was a bit frustrated with this show after the first three episodes. I'm like, wait, you guys, it was a lot of, um, a lot of slow things, you know, or like long pauses in dialogue, a lot of looking up at the sky, a lot of arms crossing Ahsoka, very melancholy, not necessarily like her former or younger self. Um, it's almost hard to like her the first three episodes. Well, that's something I've been meaning to ask. So, Obviously, I didn't watch all of Rebels. Uh, I watched good chunks of the Clone Wars. Yes, I didn't watch. Now, she's all not of in a lot of Rebels episodes, by the way. She's in right, a but I'm chunk just saying, them, but... right. I know she's in a chunk, but like, I know she's obviously there from the beginning in the Clone Wars, and there are like a couple of three seasons I didn't watch, but I watched that last season in full, which was basically, uh, you know, we're soft launching the Bad Batch, but also. We're wrapping up, you know, what happened to Ahsoka and blah, blah, blah. I really liked that last season. I understand, like I said, I'm missing a couple. But Ahsoka, even being, you know, after leaving the Jedi and stuff, she still has a vibrancy and a life to her. Now, I understand that as people get older and as what she's seen and how she's been affected by those things and obviously learning that Anakin has become Darth Vader, those are going to affect people. But this Ahsoka seems very different from the Ahsoka we saw now in the Clone Wars, don't you think? Yeah. I think so. Does it fit? Is I guess that's my question. Like, Yeah. No, it, so we don't know what happens in between, right, with the Sabine thing. Right. So that plays a part in it. You have... Um, it's different now seeing the end of the Clone Wars. Like when I first saw Rebels, I didn't have that ending. Right. So it changed. So right. so when you see when in Rebels, when you see Ahsoka confront Maul, it feels different now than when it first did. Before it was like, I didn't even know if she knew who Maul was other than stories. Right. Right. So now if you watch Clone Wars after she fought him in the last battle, the last two things, it was more... Like, whoa, this is different because they had a huge back and forth at the end of, right? right? So it changes that a bit. I think she's seen a lot of losing in her lifetime that she's become a little more stoic by now. But I still feel like at the first three episodes, I was a little like, man, she's really downer. She didn't seem that down in Mandalorian. Right, she didn't. And I mean, I get... Like, we as the audience know, based on what we've seen on Andor and based on what we've seen on Ahsoka, we've seen the inability of the New Republic to decisively act. And part of that, there's a reason to that, because they're not run by an emperor that just says, this is what we're doing, we're all doing it. Right, trains right it, on time when, when the emperor. <laughs> exactly, but I get it. They're ruling by committee. It's, you know, it is what it is. 
but things happen slower that way and they're not as decisive and that's why the resistance forms and that's how the first order rises, blah, blah, blah. The first order rises first and then the resistance to that, allegedly. Exactly. So but my point is, we all know that's coming. So the audience, we know that's coming. It's it's all brewing. Ahsoka, maybe she senses some of that because, you know, the Force, they can pre, you know, pre-nosticate or whatever, pre, pre-cognosticate. I get that. But the Rebellion has won. I get that we're five, six, some odd years after the Rebellion. And Which yes, is not a lot of time. It's not a lot of time. But you'd think, I don't know. She seems a bit too dour for me. I, I, I get what, you know. Uh, she seems to, not dour, or even just, she's more emotionless. Yeah, she is much more emotionless, which, again, we don't know what happened in that time. Maybe she threw herself into, you know, the stoic nature of the Jedi. Maybe right. she did that. Well, you know, or maybe it's part of. Uh, not having attachments. I was going to say that. So, um, so jump into episode four. There's two pretty badass lightsaber duels. Mm-hmm. The masters, master versus master, apprentice versus apprentice. And there is that scene when, um, what's her name? Is it Shiv? Oh, Sh- Sharik. Sh- uh, I'll have to look it up. It's like Sheik Sheik. Oh my gosh. Anyhow, her and Sabine are fighting. In in episode four or three? In, in episode four. Or two, rather. Four. What? Hmm? It, the fight in four, not two where she gets stabbed in the gut. Right, right. In episode four, yes. In part four, Fallen Jedi, uh, you know, Sabine's fighting with... What's Hati. Is it Hati? No. We're terrible at this. <laughs> I shouldn't know it all, but I don't. The, the point is, my point is, um, the the Padawan uh, comes running up, and right away, Ahsoka thinks Sabine's dead. Yeah, because why not? The first right. time, hot tea. Sorry, no problem. Which is normal. That's that's a logical thing for her to think because when they fought in the first episode, she. You know, she took a lightsaber through the gut and had to heal. So they fought again, and she, you know, I'm sure she just assumes she was Sabine. And then she gets all mad, and then, then she turns the emotion comes on. Yes, the emotion well, comes on. This is why, yeah, we're kind of like getting to the end of episode four, which the, the thing that I liked about episode four is it really started getting back into character. Yes, it, start, it started to bring people back in. Um, you started to get a little more, um, gravitas to the situation uh they've the MacGuffin of the first half I mean, it's first half of the series is over right and this is it's just feels like it's just now kicking in so that's a little worrisome but it was such a good episode like the pacing of episode four was great the writing the dialogue the choices that the, that the uh characters made all seemed correct you know, you can you can debate yes. whether you want them to make those decisions, but the decisions I made, I think were very good writing. Yes. I think you did start to see, um, you know, that some of the best lightsaber duels in the Disney era, in my opinion. Pretty good. I mean, there is one thing about, so I, as much as I love the volume 
Um, when we see Ray and Kylo Ren fighting in a forest, they're obvi- it's obviously a much more expensive budget, so they're chopping yeah. down trees and stuff as they fight. The thing with the volume, here they are in a wooded area. They're in a clearing, but because they're in the volume, they're not chopping through trees and stuff. And so a couple trees that were chopped through. A couple, a couple, but they first start fighting with those other robots and the guards, and they, they find a, kind of feel the kind of... Dude, the Rock'em Sock'em robot fight was awesome. That was pretty fun. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I like the light, but later when, when, when Ahsoka is then, you know, fighting, you know... Balin? Yeah. That that's was badass. Great, that, that was, was awesome. But, uh, but I, again, so what I was trying to get to was that, yes, we see the emotion from Ahsoka then, and so it makes you wonder, you know, did she... It wasn't that she abandoned uh, Sabine earlier, you know, but I was like, was she realizing she was growing an attachment to Sabine and that's why she cut it off because it's possible if she has gone full Jedi, which is, you know, very monk like and you're not supposed to have attachments, then I can see if she had if she really cared for Sabine, then maybe she's like, you know, not supposed to have attachments. So maybe we should not be master. She's also acting kind of like. Obi-Wan did to Anakin in basically episode two and three where he's very much like, here's what you did wrong. Here's what you're doing wrong. And very like Obi-Wan was kind of dicky to Anakin for a long time. Yeah. You know, he yeah, was I like, can see that. Um, so he's a bit that way. And maybe she's, you know, she's kind of that way now. Maybe she was that way prior. And Sabine, you know, who already has been told a billion times, you don't have force power, which everybody has it, but she's not good at it. even the, 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 uh, Huang ring. I can't never see his name. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, told her that he's she's like the worst candidate ever. Um, but that also played off in this episode where she puts she's on the ground, she puts her hand up like a force thing, and she's like, You have no power. And she just shoots her with Mandalorian stuff. That was awesome. That was awesome. That was, was great. Um, and I, you know, but when you think when she thought she lost Sabine, like you said, going back to this, <clears throat> she changed. She actually used some dark side, I think, and just a little anger and. Uh, started to fight in a different way and I think lost her head, which is why she lost the battle, I guess. Agreed. Agreed. Now, Soka's gone and I thought the meatiest part of this, of the whole episode was how fucking cool Balin is. And how he is just, okay, he is the gravitas of the show right now. Like right now, for now, I know about Thrawn because I watch Rebels and I read the books. Now I'm going back to a, a Michael thing. Like if I I don't I shouldn't have to watch something else to know the threat that's coming. Right. Right, right now you don't really if you don't if you never watch Rebels, you never read a book, you have no idea that Thrawn is that bad other than like Ahsoka talking about this guy. The only scary person in the show right now is is Balan Ska, yeah. whatever his name is. Skull. And he is one of the best villains in a very long time because he's calm. Well, he's calm, but he's also showing how, yeah, he'll use the dark side to get what he needs done, but he's not full-blown Sith. No, but he is going to do it. Like, he was going, you know, fighting, and he got a little angry, too. I mean, he got a little stuff yeah. when, when she was going to, when when she took the thing off the, when when she, when um, Ahsoka burned her hand like mark my words she's going to use her hand much like Raiders of the Lost Ark when he burned right 
<laughs> I guarantee you that will happen. Uh, a little Raiders nod there um, for the map later on. Uh, but anyways, uh, Balin got pissed and, he got, and then he went a little, he swung a little more harder, got a little more intense and, and won that battle. But when he turned around and, and uh, um, Sabine started shooting at him, he was so like, click, click, click. It was so easy for him. He didn't move his arms to bam, bam, bam. And he just like calmed down and got her to a space where at that point, you know, people can get all pissed. Well, she just gave over the map or whatever to him was so easy. Like, well, you got to think about like, she just lost another friend. Yep. She has nothing left, but the potential of Ezra, of which he get, tried, you know, I, I think she did exactly what that character would do. Oh, exactly. They, But they've been telegraphing that since the first episode. Absolutely. But so it was not a surprise. It was still like, is she really going to do it? And I think they, they timed it and filmed it perfectly where you're like, is she going to do it? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, she does. Yep. But they, they built that tension nicely. And you're right. He he's fantastic. He takes a minute to center himself, and he uses the force to get a feel for her. And he's like, "Up, oh, Ezra, you know, you, you want to see him again? You, there's only one way. You got to come with us." Blah blah yep. blah. But he's also he is uh, what it's he was the saying, only way to save Padme. Right? <laughs> it's basically the Emperor's. Well, yeah, but if he was a D and D character, wouldn't he? He'd be lawful evil, right? In that, well, maybe he's not evil, but the point is. Yeah, you know, I think he would be. Well, yeah, I, I'd say lawful evil because, you know, when, you know, Hati wants to take on Sabine, like, starts first choking her. He's like, nope, he's like, I gave nope, my word. Yep. Yep, I gave my word. That's not how it's going to go. But it makes you wonder, he did. So when he Ahsoka was. thought Sabine was dead, she reacted emotionally. When he thought, when. Uh, Hati got thrown. He reacted with emotion. I wonder what the connection is between those two. Is she his daughter? That's a good question. I don't know. I just throw that out there because, I mean, yes, he's a Padawan or she's a Padawan. Well, we there don't know. Is, she's an apprentice, anyways. Right. Like, what kind of connection is there? I mean, we, we think she's a, well, maybe Padawan's not the right word, but she has the braid like a Padawan. Right. So it lends to that's what we're thinking. She's a, She appears to be an apprentice, but is she an apprentice? Because she's his daughter. Did he, is that one of the reasons why he left the Jedi Order? Obviously, he became disaffected with it, but did he establish connections? Obviously, if he is the father, he would have had to have established right. some kind of connection with some other, with a woman. Right. But my point was to start this thing was that he is the only scary one right now, you know? And my fear is Thrawn better be in the next fucking episode. Like, I don't want to get to episode eight and here he is. Like I gotta wait for season two, which like won't happen for four more years because of the strike and everything else that's going on. Like oh. they need to show the, the, the damage that Thrawn can do and like what he is. Cause I don't think most people even care right now. My money. And I think I said this last episode, my money is that Thrawn shows up at the end of episode eight and they're saving his badassery for the movie. Filoni's going to do. No, that would be terrible. Um, now we buried the lead here. We buried the lead in that we think Ahsoka's dead. She's not dead. Well, of course not. But she's traveled to the world beyond world, 
World Between Worlds, which I don't know if you know what that is, Michael. You probably read about it, but you didn't watch any of it. Um, I, I watch Screen Crush, so I know everything I need to know yeah, about it. Yeah. Uh, so we hear voices. We hear the word snips. We hear Anakin, and we turn around, and it is, from what we see, Anakin from the Clone Wars animated series, not not from the uh, Revenge of the Sith. Interesting, though, isn't it? Why? Why? Why don't that know. version? We don't know. We don't even know if it's a dream. We don't know where she's at. We don't know if she's unconscious or if this is part of the whole, if, if she's actually dead. We don't know. Um, she's not going to be, uh, but she could be, but that's not going to happen. She well, it just be, makes me wonder yeah. because so when Obi-Wan dies, he comes back as an old force ghost. Mm-hmm. She could, I suppose. Well, what I'm trying to say is in the original version of Return of the Jedi, when Anakin slash Darth Vader dies, he comes back as an old version. Now I realize that after the prequels, Lucas went back and for some reason changed that so it's Anakin as he was younger before he turned. So is that why he's showing up now before he turned? But why so young? I guess I, my question is, uh, uh, why do they de-age him? Uh, we don't know. We don't know if it's it's a force play on... Right. We, we don't know. We don't even know if it's really Anakin. Right? We don't know any of that. Oh, right? it's Anakin. I, I'm going to put no. money. The way he calls her snips, I think it's Anakin. Yeah, but it could be just her vision. Like, we don't know if it's really Anakin's force. Oh, I see, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You know, it's, we don't know that yet. Um, so, yeah, that's the fine. I'm, I'm assuming now. Here's here's what gets me is um, I don't know if you saw today or the day after that episode aired. Um. There, you can see episode five in the theater, not anywhere I'm at, but you can, they're, they're, they're betting on it being such a good episode that it's going to be shown in the theater. Shut up. For real? For real. Well, that tells me it's probably going to be an Anakin slash Vader heavy episode. Or Thrawn. You know, I'm still putting my money on Thrawn shows up at the end of eight somewhere. It'd be horrible if they do that. I will be very upset if it's done that. I am more than happy to be wrong. And if he does show up and we get to see his badassery before then, I'm all for it. I'm just saying that's, that's what my gut's telling me. Right. Well, I hope episodes badass. Episode five is badass. I'm all for it. Well, yeah, of course we want it to be. Um, Now, Were you angry, upset uh, about her dying, or is it was it like, oh, I don't want to go to this world between worlds? Is this a is it a cop out? I don't think it's a cop out, but I expected it. Again, like I said, I, I we don't get any you know kickback from that or anything. But I personally, every time I watch an episode, I personally like to watch Screen Crush and their breakdown of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do that, but yeah, I, I want to do mine and then I'll like, I don't want to be influenced by anybody's breakdowns before our show. So I'll start listening to them tomorrow. That's fine. Um, but not for this episode, but in previous, when he talked about the first two episodes, mm-hmm. I try to stay away too until after we've recorded, 
But um, that said, he has made reference. That's how I knew about the place between or the world between worlds. Between worlds. Because of watching those. So I I wasn't. So when when she ended up there, as soon as like as soon as she steps up and I see all the black and the white, I went. It's a world between worlds. I knew exactly. Oh, yeah, what I knew it a second. Yeah, the second. I mean, obviously, I knew what I've seen. Right, right. So I I don't know. I I think so. Balin is talking about power, but he doesn't necessarily want to see what kind of power. Yeah, exactly. He's not saying if he was a Sith. I would 100% say, okay, he's trying to get the Empire back into power. That's why he's helping Thrawn. But I don't see it that way. He's he's a mercenary, basically, right? He does work as a dark Jedi for money, and he's now trying to get power. I think his ultimate desire is to somehow get into and control the world between worlds. I think that's what he thinks. Well, I don't even know if he knows about that. I think he's looking for, I don't know if he's politically inclined to run things. I know he mentioned, you know, to Ahsoka, do you want to be like, uh, like your master of source of destruction? You know, like, I think he's a, he doesn't like the way he doesn't like chaos. He doesn't like the way the Republic, he wants a strong leader. And I think Thrawn is going to make the trains run on time, so to speak. That's what he's looking for. I'm guessing we don't know. Hopefully we get to learn his backstory. I can tell you this. It's a real fucking shame, and I mean this without any jokes at all, that he has passed away as an actor. Because I hope that if this character somehow survives the season, we can't get him back. Correct. It was unwritten for, is what I mean. Correct. And like, you, you, can't, know, you can't, like, either he's redeemed at the end of this season because of uh, when he passes or whatever, if he passes and he changes back to the light at the end, you know what I mean? He's either redeemed. If his path was redemption, it would have to be at the end of this season. But if his path was ultimately to be gone, that could have happened in season two or three. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. Um, and I think we'll never get to know that now if that was what with the original story. Because um, it would really be terrible if something um, that they planned can't be brought to fruition now. Oh, it, it's terrible just in and of itself that he has not been able to, he's obviously not around to see right. this performance because he's fantastic. He He's the best thing about this show right now. Absolutely. My favorite character. I, I even like uh, Hati or whatever. I don't know how to say her name, but I like her too. I think she's, she, you see there's rage and there's kind of, you know, her and Sabine are very good to fight each other and, um, yeah. I don't feel like, and I don't care if, if if people, I don't see this out there, so I don't want to bring up something that's not there, but no one's saying, oh, it's two women fighting. Both these people, they don't feel like Mary Janes or anything like that. That just feels right. Everything just feels right. Agreed. Agreed. And I don't, again, I don't think anybody's bringing that up, but it has in, the, in Star Wars past, and I want to make sure to acknowledge it. There's nothing here. Everybody seems to be in the right space, you know, you, you know. Of, of, of where they're at. Um, so it'll be interesting where it goes. I, I'm looking forward to, to episode five for sure. Oh, 100%. And I, I know we're going a little bit long here, but there are a couple things I wanted to mention real quick. Yeah, I want, yeah, to, go back, I want to go back to Merrick real quick. Um, I, I know we mentioned before that we, you know, earlier just this episode, we regret, we were happy that it was a whole bunch of nothing. But almost literally, he gets sliced. And you see that green gas that comes out of him? Yeah. 
totally the witches yes because i know in rebels they have they have brought people back to life didn't they bring uh maul was part of it savage yeah it was no they yeah kind of they didn't bring him back to life no they kind of helped create him more as a bigger stronger jedi kind of thing but they have brought other people to life and correct me if i'm wrong uh not maybe necessarily in this but i think um in the video game, what? Uh, it's almost like undead, more is probably a better word. Right. But um, where, what was it? Which video game was it? Um, the Jedi Survivor, not Survivor, or whatever it is. Oh, the first one that I haven't finished? Yes. Fallen, Fallen. I can't remember. Fallen Order. Yeah. I thought there was something in there where he fights. I think like, there is. I didn't get to that part yet, though. Where he fights, uh, you know, night witch ghosts or something like that right anyway from what i know of rebels and whatnot when they show the night witches a lot of times their use of their force magic is yes. green yes it's true and we saw her use the force magic um <clears throat> the, the witch in this episode when she used the force magic to activate the map yep. and then when he gets sliced when merrick gets sliced there's a flash of green and then the green gas comes out. So I'm like, oh, they totally brought either May. It's obvious that they took a Sith Inquisitor and created him as undead. That's right. what I think happened with him or her or whatever right. it is. Right. Um, the other thing I want to note, which was a nice thematical, like Star Wars nod. We all know that the trench run and all of that in Star Wars and all the fights between the X-Wings and TIE Fighters. But before they did the visual effects for that, uh, Lucas basically threw in dog battle fights from movies about yep, World for, War II. To cut in. To cut into, yeah. Yeah, but World War II. But yeah. he's like, this is what I want. I want World War II-esque battles. Because Star Wars is based on the serials that he grew up loving. Right. And when you see those ships come into view, I'm like, those look like World War II fighter planes. Yeah. I get that they're spacecraft, but I was like, that's that's a nice thematic nod to Lucas there because they look like. Absolutely. What about, too, like, again, these little nuggets that are popping in my head now that I think about the episode. You've got Jason Sindula who's like, I've got a bad feeling. Right. So force power because of mm. his dad. 100%. So, you know. At the end of all this, I would love to see if anybody ends up being in Luke's Academy. Right. Like, is it Jason? Be interesting. Which, even his name, Jason. Comes from a, a book, yeah. Legends. It was a Han Solo's kid. Yeah, it's supposed to be Jason Solo, which obviously yeah. now is Ben Solo, who became right. Kylo Ren, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I just, not major things, but like I said, Merrick we wondered who he was and then I thought it was going to be a longer mystery throughout the season. It right. wasn't, but it was clear. I'm glad it wasn't. That's fine. Like, like I said, it's fine. Uh, I, I like that this show sometimes zags when I think is going to zig. I'm right. good with that. And then, like I said, I, I like, I like the battle cause it's, it was very old school star Wars, the, the space battle. Yeah. The three. Absolutely. I look, I wish I could find episode five, of the theater, I can't do it in Charleston, but I suggest people go look it up because it would be interesting to see. That would be. Uh, something there. 
and I don't know if it's going to be earlier. They don't, I couldn't find times. Um, so I don't know if you get to see it like at the same time as we're streaming or is it like an hour early? I don't know. Is it one showing? Is it two? Don't know. So totally looking forward to it. I can't wait to see it. Um, Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. This episode, episode four, did what it was supposed to. It's really wet our appetites. And now I'm eager to see where this is going. Not that the first three episodes are bad. The first two were a little bit slow. Third, short, but action, you know, action oriented. But now this one, like you said, we're halfway through. And now it's really, we're into fourth gear finally. Right. Right. Now I want more. I do too. And I hope they don't take the foot off the gas. I hope the story gets better. Like, listen, I, I thought it was slow. The first three episodes, I'm going to call it out. Um, I am, I'm a little worried about how Ahsoka is being portrayed, not by the actress, but by the writing. Um, I think Rosario's doing a fine job. It's just, my thing is, you know, she's just a little too stoic for me, but it's where she's at in life right now. And we'll see what happens. Maybe the passion's back. Um, Maybe she'll learn something in the in the world between worlds from Anakin. Maybe she won't. Maybe she'll come back as Gandalf the White, which she kind of did in Rebels. But right, maybe it's whatever, <laughs> something like that. So, um, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, why don't we ask our listeners what they think and how they can share their thoughts with us, Michael? What are your thoughts on Ahsoka? Do you agree with Joe and I, or do you have your own thoughts? Whatever they are, let us know. You can find us on Twitter. Well, I guess we're still out there. Or X, whatever you want to call it. You can find Michael and KyberCast on Twitter. You won't find me. Yeah, you won't find Joe. He left. It's not even Twitter. Isn't it X now? Whatever it is. Whatever. The application or website formerly known as Twitter, whatever you want to call it. You can find us on formerly Twitter. You can find us on threads. You can find us on Instagram at KyberCast. Or if Facebook is more your thing, we have both a group and a page at the KyberCast. And if you really would like to help out the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash KyberCast. Or do what we want you to do, and that's to smash that subscribe button so that you get to know when our episode is released at the moment it is released. And you can tell your friends about our show, send them to any of the podcatchers that are out there pretty much. But I believe that uh, one podcast podcatching company just went down. And I believe, I can't remember if it was Stitcher or something like that is out now. They don't even exist anymore. So well, don't think we, something like that. I wonder if I can't remember which one it was, but some, somebody like that is it's, they're not, uh, they're not a pod. They're done. Um, okay. So uh, yeah, go to there or you know what? If they don't even have a podcatcher, they can always go to our website at kybercast.com. All of our shows are streaming there from start to finish for free at our website at kybercast.com. So here we are halfway through Ahsoka. My final grade so far for first half. C plus. Wow. That is low. Well, it's basically 25% right now. I mean, the first three episodes were okay, but. It, took, it was one really great episode so it's right now it's it's c plus b minus a little bit above average but they got to kick it up i think for the second half give me something give me some thrawn so well i that's throw me so much i don't even know what what grade i'd give it i wasn't wow i, didn't, I wasn't gonna ask you about that but i just trying to throw my out because I don't, I don't feel like i'm just a homie you know i'm 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 you're critical. not a star wars apologist no no 
Well, I, you know what? I'm just gonna say I agree with you. It, it's it's getting better. Um, like we just said, episode four was a definitely a step in the right direction. But yeah, one and two were a little bit slow and boring. But it's a felony thing. He's got a, he sets up a lot of things and he pays them off. So I, I have faith that he's gonna still do that. There you go. I agree. All right. That'll do it for this week. Until next week. This is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.